0: sponsored by overcast an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down
1: no exclusives no premium content no paywalls just a great podcast app for everyone get it for for free free in the the app App store
0: Store. (laughs) surprise bitches (gasps) i bet you thought you'd seen the last of us
1: Oh, two the video game. <laughs> yes, I thought you bet you, bet you <laughs> seen The Last of Us
0: two, the video game. But no, <laughs> we're here. We're not dead. No. We're alive, and we're talking about Desperate Housewives.
1: It was a close call for a second there, though.
0: I know. If we had gone one more week, we would not be alive anymore. No, 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 no.
1: But we got out. The together. power of was...
0: yeah, I yeah. We got out. Thank God, and we're here to produce podcasts again. Yes. <laughs> as you
1: were saying the the power of wisteria gaze
0: the power wisteria gaze if you are someone who is listening to this uh, in the future and you did not have to wait a month for this episode then uh, go you you're the real winner but for those of us who are with us live you had to wait a little bit but we're back baby we're back we're here we're here for you
1: i missed i missed this i missed us doing this i
0: missed i missed us doing this as well i this is already feeding my soul in ways I could not have predicted. Just being back with you here in the the multi-million dollar Wisteria Gaze studio. (laughs) Yeah, here in our penthouse office, all corners. All corners? What that? <laughs> all corners.
1: Because you know how corner offices, it's like a you know
0: So it's just a giant room. <laughs> like yes. a big square. It's just a floor. <laughs> it's just an it's open floor, floor plan. Oh god, I love an I love an open floor plan. I yeah. love an open floor <laughs> plan. <laughs> oh, we're a little, g- <laughs> a little giggly <laughs> tonight. Um oh, we should talk about Desperate Housewives. I think it's been too long. We we gotta get into this. Oh yeah. Oh we definitely have to get into this. Because, oh, oh, this. We are talking about season three, episode eight. I got some hard facts for you.
1: Please, I'm so ready to hear them. my ears are spread open.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, those ears are wide open for this fact that this episode premiered on November 12th. 2006 and was written by Kevin Etten and Jenna Bands and was directed by Wendy Stanzler for Sondheim Watch the title of this episode is Children and Art and, which is in hindsight a horrific name and is from the musical Sunday in the Park with George for Wisteria International most of these titles were basically the same but France was called The Consequences of Their Acts oh. which I think is fabulous Oh, yeah,
1: of course. I feel like the French usually deliver they something deliver. delicious.
0: It's giving French fries. It's giving share. Um, that happened while we were gone. Um. That did. That did. He's gay, right? That guy, that dude's got to be gay.
1: Dude. I I mean we shouldn't talk about people's sexuality. We like
0: get this. we get sued for libel by Sean Mendez, <laughs> and then we Shawn have Mendes. to ask,
1: No, we get we get sued by Cam- Camila
0: Cabello because <laughs> I'm gonna be like, um, why are you listening to this show if you're not gay? Okay, yeah, um, both of you, why are you both listening to mm-hmm. this show? <laughs> I know non-gay people will listen to this podcast, but I'm just saying, if Sean Mendez was, signs would point, the allegations would deepen. Okay, um. <laughs> It's so, going in my video <laughs> essay to expose him. Sorry, we don't. I'm getting the evidence I need to expose <laughs> John Mendez. Um I saw something heartbreaking on this Wikipedia, Ned. No, don't tell me that. Do you not want to know? Oh, I do want to know,
1: but no, don't tell fact me that.
0: It was a little trivia. And this isn't even trivia. This is just um, sending me into a depressive spiral.
1: Okay. Oh, okay.
0: Quote. This episode marks the final appearance of Alberta Fromm. No. Yeah. No. I don't know why she stopped. The actress like didn't, nothing happened to the actress, but I think she just stopped being on the show. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure why. Uh, Let me see. It looks like she had to get, oh, she had to take a role in You Don't Mess With Zohan. So that might have been oh. why. Actu-
1: oh, I would have done the same thing. You know, I would have. Housewives as well.
0: or the Adam
1: Sandler hit. You don't mess with mess the with Zohan. Zohan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So
0: that might have been why she left, but that means we are no longer going to see Alberta from. That truly does break my heart. Because she doesn't die or anything. It's just, It's just, she no. just disappears, I guess. I don't know. And also got a little bit of awards watch. Ding, ding, ding. Whoa, so- finally. This episode, we meet Gloria Hodge, played by Dixie Carter, and uh, she was nominated for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Comedy Series for this season alongside Lori Metcalf. So, oh, wow. her and Lori Metcalf both lost <laughs> for uh. this season, but she's still pretty great, and I think we see her be pretty fabulous in this episode. Should we dive
1: into the Sody? Let's dive into the Sody. I got brand new prescription goggles. That's why it took so long for us to come back. I had to get these. We had to
0: wait on your prescription from LensCrafters, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: They're expensive, but there's quality there.
0: Oh, you look amazing.
1: I'll say that first and foremost. Uh, If anybody from LensCrafters is listening, we love you.
0: Yeah. Uh, Shout out (laughs) LensCrafters.
1: We open the episode... With a little Klusky, Thank a little God. Klusky moment, you I know. I needed her. I needed her. I on, honestly, in our time of need, we needed her most, and she was there. There she is. She, and you know, she always believed in helping others, whether they liked it or not. You know, she she paints people's garage doors. She she finds Ida's cat. She takes down Al, Alberta's. rip rip Rip. that is the last time we're gonna see this one (laughs) please everybody message us your favorite alberta moments let us
0: know i love that picture i think we put it on our social media recently of her in that fucking electric pink cat sweatshirt yes in the streets when they find the Mm -hmm. dead body (laughs) outside the apple white house she's Uh, walking her cat (laughs) i fucking love it i fucking love that photo of her so much
1: oh my god But um, essentially through these little flashes of Kluski doing things for others, she expects something in return from them as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we see her then... uh, trying to break into Mike's garage and Edie is just like there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she looks like, an, she's dressed like an international Russian spy or something. She is. She looked good. <laughs> she looks good, but she does look like she'd be in some spoof movie of, <laughs> of like spy culture, uh, a la spy with Melissa McCarthy or something.
1: Well, it's the, the Edie and the Hoob's sequel.
0: You're right. You're right. Just, she's... This time it's just, her <laughs> um excuse me make edie Britt the next james bond
1: yes she'd
0: oh be so good. yes she'd be so good she would what be what so I, good I oh does anybody you know, know nicolette sheridan can we get her on the line can we get her? on can the we horn, get please? can we please please peter if you can go work on that for me thank you <laughs> can we get her on the horn please so we can tell her they kind of have a bit of a face off and klesky th- just a master of manipulation is like, oh, oh, I guess if I can't use this lawnmower, I'll have so much free time on my hands to just show him all the photos of him and Susan that you threw out. I can't believe I kept those because I saw them in the trash. (laughs) And basically, Klusky wins. She gets to use the lawnmower. She's a queen. She always helps herself. Yeah,
1: I love a little bit of blackmail time with Klusky. With this show, you know? It's just blackmail city over here. (laughs) Uh, we then cut to the Adventure Scouts. We find out that these these girls, they give out a bike every year for the girl who sells the most magazines. And this reminded me, this not to go off on another tangent, um, um, this reminded let's me... Let's give the
0: people what they want, and it's called tangents, okay?
1: <laughs> Did your school ever have, like... The, the candy sales like for sports yes. teams.
0: My, and- my band did. I was in middle oh, school yeah. band and we did it with band.
1: I feel like every team had, like, a different candy box, so it would be like, okay, this year the football team's going to have the fucking dark chocolate almonds. We got to hit them
0: up first. Was it world's best chocolate? Is that what you had? Yes! That's what I had. (laughs) I was never a a scout of any kind, but it is weird to me when I think about those chocolate things or, like... I did like a mathathon, I think, in elementary mm-hmm. school that also you got people's money to do math, I guess. How come there are so many occasions throughout childhood in which we as children are put into like multi-level marketing schemes?
1: It's because the schools need money.
0: That's wild. Something. Like, so they make
1: <laughs> the kids do it for them.
0: I just feel like that's what I was thinking about the whole time these children were hawking these magazine subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, these kids are just like in a MLM and not the fun kind. Not the man loving mankind. <laughs> and this is the little girl, like one of the little girls goes to the Solis house. And Gabby just is like, mm, look how amazing I used to be. And they'll start using this little girl as her therapist, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> just like, look at my life. God, look at my life, what it once was.
1: Yeah. But before that little bit, we get um, this very nice Mary Alice. Uh, kind of ending part of a monologue or just like a little snippet of something she says and it's it's essentially just panning from the adventure scouts to gabby and it's uh the beauty of youth is that they believe anything is possible until they grow up and get divorced (laughs) and then it ends with gabby and yeah so like i think she's just very much just like kind of like waiting in the soup of everything that has just happened in her life as you do and then so she's like yeah let's take a trip down memory lane with this random child because
0: i used to be in magazine once but it kind of invigorates her because then oh, we yeah, pretty does. quickly cut to her telling Susan and Bree that she wants to go back to new york and model again and the ladies are sad to lose their bestie yeah bestie don't go Bestie. bestie bestie
1: i was excited i was like i want to see her like thrive in a career
0: i want to see her go like move to sex in the city like i would have loved yes. to just have this character just move to that show and then they exist in the same world
1: crossover but also a spin-off
0: can you imagine samantha and edie in the same room excuse my language the raw pussy power <laughs> <laughs> would blow the roof off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the R- the the RPP on that baby. <laughs> the uh, the yeah. RPP is blowing my freaking <laughs> eyelids off.
1: Oh my god!
0: Um. And we realize after they're talking a bit that they are actually on the Scavo porch waiting for Lynette because she is arriving home presumably from the hospital. Because I was, uh, we haven't really mentioned this. I was, you know, we we, we took some time off. Took about a month off, come back. And I was like, <laughs> Wait, did we mention that?
1: I don't know if anybody knew
0: we were gone. <laughs> yeah, but when we came back, I was like, what did we watch last? And I was like, oh, bang, was the last episode we did. So um, we're coming off of a pretty huge episode. Uh, so that is why <laughs> Lynette was in the
1: hospital. But yes, Lynette comes home and is greeted by the children and gifts and her friends bringing her food Oh, beautiful. There was a very funny line here where uh, Gabby just says, apparently taking a 38 slug to the shoulder agrees with you. And I would, uh, for that line, I would like to nominate <laughs> Gabby because I'm pretty sure that's Gabby who says oh, that. If I'm wrong. It, yeah, I love that. I love the feel they're flirting. We love to see it. Oh, but saying those words felt like, oh, just getting right back on that horse. Now I'm settled
0: remote, in. Oh, baby. <laughs> and Lynette uh, tells them pretty, it's kind of important, I guess, at this point, that the kids don't know exactly what happened. Uh, and so, because she thinks they're too young to know. So she kind of quickly tells the ladies that so that they don't drop the ball on anything. Uh, and Lynette sees the neighbor who helped her. If you remember, mm. he was he was in the store. He's the one who kind of threw the can at uh, carolyn to make her basically miss lynette's chest because carolyn fucking never, never misses, misses. <laughs> was just just perfect aim every time uh so yeah, yeah he kind of saved her life a bit so well, we also get this like
1: weird line about like where's kayla
0: oh and like she's because
1: she's not here you know her mom just died so they sent her to go be with her grandmother which i guess does make sense that does yeah. make sense. Yeah. I'm just worried we're never going to see her
0: again. <laughs> They're like, like, oh, we gotta fucking write this kid off, huh? Like,
1: for but like, wouldn't that be perfect to have this beautiful send-off of dying Nora? Like, you feel bad for her, and she's like, please, like, Kayla was the one good thing I did in this world. And I I know that you and Tom love her, and I need you to love her so much for me. And then just to
0: never see Kayla again, Lynette, I raise her as my own, and then we never <laughs> fucking see her. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, sounds like something this show would do. I so hope. I won't put it past them until no, we no. know. Yeah. So Lynette
1: goes over to Art, whose name we have not gotten until this very moment, I believe. <laughs> yes. Uh, and she, she, I thought her acting in this an entire episode was very great. I I'm She's always
0: I, given it to us. She's
1: always given it to us and like, oh, I'm glad it carried over. Um mm-hmm. uh, but essentially she she thanks him and she's like, I'm going to make you a cake. I'm going to do it. I never make cakes. This is a big deal for me. I'm going to make you a cake.
0: <laughs> and that's that um- scene. That is and then we cut to Brie uh, making her holiday newsletter <laughs> cards and Andrew's helping her. I thought this exchange was very funny. I like that Andrew who's like chilled out so they can just be funny together now. yeah um, I I love their relationship. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite on the show. And Brie asks for Orson's mother's address. And he tries his hardest to get her off subject because he clearly does not want to talk about it. And you know what you do with your spouse when they're uncomfortable and they try to set boundaries? You just knock them right over. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, why the fuck would you keep them up? You (laughs) (laughs) got... You're married now. You've been... We (laughs) showed up for less than a year. Okay. Do you see see that? Do you see that? What? you're the freaking
1: ball and I'm
0: the chain. <laughs> you better get them emotional barriers down, okay? I can't we share a last name now. Okay? <laughs> you better let me in. <laughs> <laughs> knock knock here where I am. <laughs> so that's Brie.
1: <laughs> she just like keeps trying to get him to give her his mother's address. It's not going well he gets very angry he like snaps at her a he, bit he does but we also find out that Orson's mom is in Lakeview which is close to Wisteria Lane and i'm pretty sure illinois is the only place more specifically chicago with a lakeview don't i'm telling look you that i up. think
0: i think that they're in illinois i'm like convinced that this is like a northern suburb yeah dude this totally makes sense absolutely i mean because i feel like and this is not i mean obviously we saw the apple whites and they came from quote unquote the city and it was always like chicago and we will have other characters in the series that come from like they just kind of call it the city but then it later is mentioned to be chicago so i just feel like the 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 big city they mention all the time is chicago it makes sense Mm. if if they're in illinois yeah that's my theory a game theory (laughs) um and oh sorry
1: no go you go
0: and then we get to susan and ian right yes it's been a month and i almost forgot about him
1: i did forget about him
0: this actor was in the news too what what did he do Apparently, it was a dick on the set of Batwoman. Ruby Rose called him
1: out. Oh, he,
0: he was—that was him. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, but I like truly forgot Ian was a character. That's how long we haven't watched Desperate Housewives. Mm-hmm. But they're coming back. They're coming back early from dinner. She, and has, a to... she has a foil swan. She's <laughs> a foil swan. Did they actually do that at, at like at food
1: places? I think that they did because I also saw somebody talking about the other day being like i miss when they did that because it was fun that is
0: wild now servers i feel like are underpaid and completely well, yeah. exhausted you should if you're they're like if if they're fuck, gonna make, make swans foil, pay swans. them so much fucking money absolutely <laughs> i was a server once in my life and i i could never do it again i have uh, the utmost re- rachel and i both talk about the, like whenever we are at restaurants we want the server to know like i'm on your side the- i love you you will be getting a 20 20- tip I promise that's
1: that's me with like more specifically retail I'm always like I'm never gonna go in if the store is closing in like 45 minutes I'm just I'm not gonna do that I'm not gonna go in oh the store closes in 10 minutes you want to I'm not going I'm not going in that store
0: people would come and order food like truly two minutes before closing and then I would have to stay late and I'd be like I I'm gonna end you (laughs) you're ruining my life one of uh, one of my jobs
1: used to be open. Like, uh, I once worked at a job that was open until midnight.
0: Cripes! And, alive.
1: Yeah, and um, if the rare occasion people were still there at midnight, they would be like, "Okay, you still have to stay." And
0: that's so stupid. Leave. You should be able to kick them out. Everybody, what I'm trying to say here is unionize. Yes. <laughs> Take care of yourselves, <laughs> and don't work at jobs that make you feel bad.
1: The meme that you made after we unionize.
0: Oh yes, I I did a did so I recently made a meme that I sent and it was before joining a union, and it was just a normal sad minion. And then after joining a union, and it was a bodacious, sexy oh, minion with huge tits and ass. Totally bodacious. Totally bodacious. bodacious. I'll pull. Uh, let me know. Uh, send me every. Someone send me three messages, and I will post it in our Discord. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I want to I wanna vote. <laughs> if I get three people that want this in the Discord, I'll post it. <laughs> but we should go, go back to the episode.
1: So essentially, Ian and Susan came home early to check on Julie. And then there is a small bit of Susan being like, I don't want her to know that, though. So... You were a big snob because I need to keep my leftovers. I uh, thought it was a, it was a it was a fun it was a fun bit.
0: Yeah. I'll give them that. I don't like them as a couple, but that was a fun bit. And
1: yeah. they're worried
0: that Julie's just all the trauma from last episode's gonna oh be God. weighing down on her, but something else is weighing down on her. <laughs> boom, boom, pow, bow, bow. That was a perfect joke. You're welcome. Austin Britt. <laughs> is that his last name? Edie Britt. He, he, Britt could be your married name.
1: He could be from the married side. Keep going. I, I, I ruined the vibe. I ruined the vibe. I, I tanked the vibe. Austin Britt and Julie Meyer are on the couch getting down. There's Slurping. buttons unbuttoned.
0: He Ooh. has no shirt. They what? need to calm down. I feel like, you know, you shouldn't be jumping into the sexuals on the couch after you trauma bond with somebody. Can I also say you I would can't. like to throw
1: Ian in a garbage bin <laughs> for saying, Ugh, guess I'm not getting any tonight when they walked in on this. So can I chuck him
0: in a garbo bin? Absolutely. I feel like we've 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 had people in the garbage bucket in an episode before and Ian belongs in there. Ian lives there. But I think that's kind of it's just you know chaos ensues. Obviously, yeah. everyone's yelling at each other. I loved the line of her being like, "Get a shirt on," and Austin's like, "I didn't wear a shirt." Yes, yeah. that, <laughs> that was very funny. Um, it, it, it was funny.
1: Yeah. So like, Austin gets kicked out, and then uh, Susan said, uh, like forbids Julie from seeing Austin. Yes, and then also grounds her for two weeks.
0: And Julie's like, I can't be governed, okay? Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Have kids ever just tried saying no, I guess? <laughs> You're grounded. No. No. As a matter of fact, I'm not. Because Julie I... just did that. That is
1: wild to me.
0: I could never have done that <laughs> to no. my mom. But, um, you know, I love that Julie did it.
1: Yes. Queen Julie.
0: Queen Julie. And... and Can I tell you what my next note is? Because I I did not. Sometimes I usually write like what a scene opens with Mm -hmm. so that I have some context as we're discussing for what the next scene is. I did not do that. For some reason, I just wrote in all caps, Edie Bikini, Mikey Mantle, (laughs) ha, 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 ha. So I don't remember. Um, I think that there was just a photo of Edie in a bikini or something. There was. And they, they did not. They didn't show it though, right? I feel like I would have, or did they? I would have commented. I feel like it if was if like had in had the background,
1: that. so it was like next to her. So it wasn't like pro- like the prominent thing in focus, but it was still in
0: focus. Um, I'm gonna need to pull screen cap for that because uh, I need to see with my eyeballs again. Okay. 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 So do you remember how this scene starts? Because
1: that's what I wrote down. So essentially, Mike is home and Edie is like, look how much I straightened up. And um, Mike is both like kind of weirded out because even though like Edie is telling him like, look, this is our home. This is the picture of me you have of me. I'm like. (laughs) the mantle yes okay Now it's it's coming
0: back to me i'm celine Dion. it doesn't feel like
1: home and he says that yeah
0: i mean this wasn't necessarily the the house he knew because he had moved in his brain you know he has been here for two weeks
1: (laughs) yeah i also feel like the show was trying to do an emotional this doesn't feel like home because I mean, all of the pictures of Susan aren't here anymore, too.
0: You know? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Rye rolls.
1: (laughs) And then Mm -hmm. we cut to the detective. He wants a search warrant.
0: For the Delfino house.
1: For the Delfino house. And the way he's going to get it is from the new information that's been released, which is... The girl was killed with the plumbing wrench mm-hmm. in the garage <laughs> Mr. Mr. Mike Mr. Plum
0: <laughs> oh, which one did you say?
1: <laughs> I said Mr. Mike
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> oh yes basically end to that scene right he's trying to get this thing and he's like plumbers have wrenches which okay and that's gonna be the only evidence he gets a warrant with apparently uh, his boss is like I'm gonna try and then we see Deborah Monk do you recognize this woman? no She's in fucking a million things. <laughs> She's a Tony and Emmy Award winner. Whoa. I personally know her as George's mom in Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> uh, oh, my I know God. There's, there's some people in the Discord watching Grey's Anatomy, so no, no spoilers at all. But George has a mother <laughs> played by this woman. And also, I watched this random fucking movie like literally seven years ago called This Is Where I Leave You. Have you ever seen that? No. Her and Jane Fonda are lesbian lovers in that movie. Can you believe? I can't. That's the best thing you've ever heard in your fucking life.
1: I'm gonna <laughs> cry.
0: And also, she's in the first Wives Club. Who as who? You know, all time fave, top ten movies of all time. She's the she's the best line in the whole movie. She's the woman at the lesbian bar. So a lot of track record playing. Who is talking to? Um, I think bet or to Bette Midler, I think, and has the line when Bette Midler shows her husband to her, where she goes. No, oh, she's Butch <laughs> about <laughs> Bett Midler's husband, which yeah. is the best line in the universe, and that's a great movie. I recommend it to anyone who's not seen it. Um, but she's in that, so I love. Basically, I'm a huge fan of Deborah Monk.
1: Should we keep up her
0: lesbian streak and nominate her at least for? Sure, we have been nominating actresses. I did write down she might be gay because I could not find any conclusive information about a partner, but she is unmarried. And she plays a lot of lesbians. Okay. So don't want to be sued twice for libel in this episode, but I'm just (laughs) going to say she might be gay. Yeah. Deborah Monk, call me. Okay. Let me know what's up. (laughs) But she's basically, after I freaked out about Deborah Monk, she's playing Gabby's old manager because Gabby's in NYC trying to see her old manager, who I absolutely did not write the name of down. Oh, yeah. I don't
1: think we get her name because I didn't write it down
0: either. Well, I did write a lesbian of the episode nomination, not the actress. We have the actress, but also Gabby calls her a lesbo, so I think this character mm-hmm. might actually be a lesbian. Once again, she's playing so a lot yes. of lesbians. <laughs> um, so I wanted a lesbian of the episode the actual lesbian of the episode. <laughs> yes, yes. Do we want to name her? Do you have any more nominees? I don't think so. I don't know if I do either. Let's name her. Let's name her the actual lesbian. It's it's track record. We got to give the real lesbians the awards sometimes.
1: Yeah, we do. Speaking of lesbians, she makes Gabby beg um, that was to give her. Kinky. I know. Um, she makes Gabby beg uh, for her job back. She wanted her to freaking grovel. That was weird. But welcome back, Bree, 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 Gabby. Gabri. Gabri. That's their ship name. At the nursing home. She's in Lakeview, baby. She's in Lakeview.
0: And she goes and meets Gloria Hodge.
1: Gloria. What a name. Gloria Hodge. When Hodge is paired with a name like Orson.
0: But Gloria. Gloria. Uh. Gloria, Gloria, (laughs) don't you think you... Okay. Um, Brie is shocked to find that Gloria is lucid Mm -hmm. and not senile as Orson told her a day ago Uh, because, you know, all he does is lie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And for some reason, Brie keeps believing him over and over again.
1: Yeah. And Brie starts questioning, though, like, why are you here? And she's like, we hate each other. He's cold. He doesn't know how to, like, let go of the past. And I simply refuse to die.
0: (laughs) Yes. And here's the thing about Brie is she never wants to mind her own damn business. No, no. So she's like, "Mm, seems complicated and broken and probably not anything of my concern. But I'm going to reconnect you two.
1: So, like, she invites her over to dinner and this, in my mind, was the moment I went, oh, Gloria's evil.
0: <laughs> really? That was yeah. the moment you were like, I don't trust dinner.
1: I was like, I think she, like, I." well, the thing is, I think, like, she was a little charming. Like, and it was just like, Brie honestly can't see why, like, if, if this woman wants to make amends, why she shouldn't
0: be allowed to.
1: And I think that's what she wanted her to think. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Can I say something else? I don't mean to, because this is kind of the end of this scene, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't mean to get on another tangent about an actress, but this woman, Dixie Carter, is also very important. Yeah, uh, some would say more so than Deborah Monk. Uh, so, as we know, she's get, she gets not she got nominated for uh, an Emmy for this season as this character, but. Here, here. This is what she's really known for. Are you ready? She was actually like super famous. She was kind of one of those people who gets Emmy, like, who gets like a nomination just because they're already so famous. So obviously they will get one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's her, because she played Julia Sugarbaker in Designing Women, which I don't know if you know that because I feel like that show is only known by me and gay men over forty. Okay, uh, but, yeah.
1: I mean, you're, it's test and true right now. <laughs>
0: yeah, and uh, I grew up watching that show with it in the Golden Girls like every fucking night. S- Southern gays love designing women, and she has this monologue that I need to show you where she delivers the most incredible line ever written when she says, and that was the night the lights
1: went And when went she out. threw that and baton into the air, it flew higher, further, faster than any baton has ever flown before, hitting a transformer and showering the darkened arena with sparks. And when it finally did come down, Marjorie, my sister caught that baton. And 12,000 people jumped to their feet for 16 and one half minutes of uninterrupted thunderous ovation as flames illuminated her
0: tear-stained face. And that,
1: Marjorie, just so you will know, and your children will someday know, is the night the lights went out
0: in Georgia.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry, I didn't know. Well, now you do. (laughs) (laughs) And then we cut to... Lynette and Tom, uh, we find out that Lynette is uh, able to take as much off time as she wants and it's fully paid, which is nice. Ed is great. The babies come up to her and go, mommy, weren't you shot?
0: (laughs) Jordan. Jordan from school told us. (laughs) I mean, that makes total sense that other kids at school would know about this. This is like the talk of the town.
1: The fucking line when they're like he also said that nor like auntie nora got shot
0: and then tom's it's like, like to we'll see auntie nora in heaven. heaven oh my god that made me want to hey. fucking fly out the window
1: or somewhere else
0: <laughs> we'll see your auntie nora in, in hell one day kids don't worry <laughs> that was pretty bonkers and the kids like kind of think it's cool and they wish that the bullet was intact so that they could show it for show and tell yeah, most of the twins yeah. wish that because Parker seems to be really worried as opposed to as interested in mm-hmm. the, uh, the whole shooting and Parker has this very sad moment where he's scared that Carolyn will will find them. And it's just like very sad because it totally makes sense for how a kid would react to this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: And then we cut to Julie and Austin zooming away on a motorcycle. And so bad boy. Susan goes to Edie's house. She wants to talk. She says, come on, you gotta get him to stop talking to my daughter. Edie says, listen, kids are going to do what they want. Yes. And all I'm saying is, I can only account for eight of the 11 condoms that were in my drawer. <laughs> Very good line. <laughs>
0: I, I thought this the, was
1: a very good, like, joke-heavy. Like, it was this is a so good, good. I I almost said this is a good relief episode after what we've just watched, but then I remember yeah. the ending of this episode. <gasps> yeah, so I got very conflicted. They but really did. They just really just
0: boom boom two really yeah. wild episodes back to back.
1: It's like tension release tension <laughs> <laughs> not for long you don't
0: get to breathe for long no thank you um here's the thing i agree with edie yeah because the thing is i do agree that for teens especially like they're they're gonna do what they want to do and you do need to be a parent i'm not saying like let people go crazy but like i do think that like if you know if they're if they've decided in their heads they're gonna do this yeah, trying to stop them will just make them try harder. So what you can do is support them and make sure they stay safe while they're doing it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the the last thing you want is to push them away and then they're unsafe and then bad things happen. Like, you, you know, if they're gonna, if they've made their minds up, you need to just kind of try to make it as safe as possible for them. And yes, yeah, so Susan, how, Edie's not even like the mom of a teen here and she's being the better mom of a teen. Mm-hmm. Team Edie except for you know all the other except for evil (laughs) (laughs) because evil
1: mode edie does activate in a minute
0: Um, oh yeah i'm shifting into evil mode yeah because
1: in this instance susan also finds out that mike is out of the hospital because he's like Mm. edie where are you uh
0: what (laughs) you could do that voice really well now (laughs)
1: <laughs> I could do it well before <laughs>
0: <laughs> but now you've got the timbre now you're both like um, baritones <laughs> uh,
1: yeah Susan
0: <laughs> I did turn into an old man um, <laughs> you would think that Mike is like
1: 72 <laughs> <laughs> Um,
0: someone who doesn't watch anyway. the show is like wow Susan's dating an old guy <laughs> <laughs> Um,
1: Edie is very calm Because she knows that if two people are meant to be together, nothing can be done about it. Yeah, that was weird. (laughs) Evil mode activated. (laughs) Evil mode
0: activated. And that's that scene. Yeah, there was some good Terry Hatcher acting in this scene, I will say. Terry had some really lovely acting moments here.
1: I agree. And then we cut to... Lynette, going to leave for the store. She'll be back around six. Kluski, take care of the kids. But and Parker doesn't freak, want her to go.
0: He, he freaks out. He's scared. Yeah. Yeah. And so... He he tries to throw Clusky onto the to the kind of the chopping block, which that was so funny. Where he was like, "I don't care if she dies." <laughs> um, that was very funny. But um, she offers to go. I love that McCluskey and Lynette's relationship has kind of continued to to blossom and just kind of comfortably be there. So yeah. uh, Lynette's gonna stay with Parker, and Clusky's gonna go to the store, which is nice.
1: Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. Yeah. We then cut to Gabby on set. And we meet her co-model, Tanya. The amount of secondhand embarrassment I got from this scene is otherworldly. The reason I got secondhand embarrassment was from Gabby just really just unloading tip after tip after tip. And I'm like, you are embarrassing me. And then Tanya's like... I'm literally. I've done like 36 shoots in the past two years. So can you suck my ass and yeah. uh, get under my heel?
0: I just can't. Im- like I cannot imagine having the type of confidence Gabby had in in these scenes. In all these scenes, I got a lot of secondhand embarrassment from most of her scenes this episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, amazed at her confidence of, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I can come in and take over. And I guess that's Gabby's thing, but I I, I feel like I'd have more trepidation coming back after, like, years gone, you know?
1: hmm
0: Just a very wild uh thing. But what's most wild is she gets a bit of a wake-up call because I guess this the theme of this shoot is lock up your daughters, which yeah. is cringy as hell. But she finds out she's not the daughter, but she is the mom.
1: Oh, the look on her face. She's hot mom.
0: She stays, Tanya's mom <laughs> has got to go uh,
1: That's so funny.
0: She like tries to
1: put up a fight with the, the director because she worked with him once like 10 But he years doesn't ago. remember her. No, and he's like, no, you're just mom. You're not hot mom. You're just mom. And that's that scene. Oh well, she says she's gonna like make some amend like amendments, adjustments, adjustments, <laughs> amendments. She's, she's gonna she's write right up passing some laws on her costume. <laughs> yes, yeah, she has a gavel,
0: ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> she is out of control. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she's gonna make some adjustments <laughs> to her costume, and she just cuts it up and tries to make it hot, mom. And everyone's mad at her because she's showing her ass at this fucking photo shoot and tit her ass <laughs>
1: I'm so sorry
0: <laughs> I loved it and so we then cut to Susan sitting Julian Austin down and what I wrote down is at first I thought she was going to talk to them like the young adults they are and yeah. no she's just gonna be shitty instead <laughs> but I fucking yeah. loved the way this scene went I will not oh lie. so did I So what happens
1: is it's a meeting of the minds, right? Everybody is there. Susan's like, you're right. I can't stop you from seeing each other. But he can. And Carl comes through the door. John Cena. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So Carl walks through the door, takes Austin outside to give him a talking to. And then Austin says one thing. Carl storms back inside and goes, who's Ian?
0: <laughs> Sorry, who's Ian? Yeah, I needed, I needed some Carl in there. Um, I f- thought this was so funny that Susan's bullshit got thrown right back in her face. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved that Carl just got pissed and like fucking left. It was, it's so funny to me. I love oh that. I, I just thought this was a very funny outsmarting that Julie and Austin both did.
1: Yeah, because then it's just like every argument su- – because Susan is also a teenager, the ar- she's making <laughs> yes. the exact same arguments – That Julie is making with Austin to Carl about her and Ian.
0: Yes. Which is even more perfect. Oh, God. They fucking got her, man. They They got got her. her. They
1: fucking ruined her life. They
0: fucking ended her.
1: (laughs) 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 And then we cut to Art, and Lynette comes up to him, wants to talk to him. We find out in this scene that he coaches swimming at the rec center. Um,. And, oh, because she, she enlists him into helping Parker get over this fear of her yes. mom, his mom being shot. She has an idea. Yes. And so he gets introduced, like, you know, Parker, you know him. He teaches swimming at the, at the center. And he saved mommy's life. Yeah, he saved mommy's life. And also, no, we can't tell him. And they start pretending that he's a superhero. Because in an earlier scene, Parker was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a comic boy. Um, I love the, give me a break.
0: (laughs) That was a good, that was good kid acting.
1: But because Art has a big P on one of his shirts, uh, Mm -hmm. Parker believes that he is Protector Man.
0: And Parker's pretty satisfied with that. (laughs) He's pretty satisfied with Protector Man. And he runs off. And it's really sweet because he's happy and he, she's alleviated her her child's anxiety. I love it. But I also identify with him as a little anxious baby. So then we cut to, like, Klusky outside of Mike's... Or, like, because
1: she's neighbors with Mike, right?
0: Mm-hmm, I think so, yeah. Yeah. So
1: she's, she's outside close. on her lawn. Uh, she sees the detectives come with their warrant to search Mike's place. But to my understanding... Uh, they could not find anything and Klusky overhears that and looks a little uh shifty
0: mm-hmm. and that's that scene
1: because then we cut back to gabby
0: yes and her agent shows up and it's like look you're not even the dirt under my shoe okay so you can't pull this diva stuff and she she then once again secondhand embarrassment galore just because I felt so bad for Gabby in this moment. Uh, Her agent even reveals that she had to pull a lot of favors to even get Gabby this job in the first place. And she kind of slaps Gabby in the face with the fact that she is not the star anymore. And it's kind of a sad wake up call for our girl Gabs.
1: Mm -hmm. Can I say one thing about what the set looked like to me? please, Please. It looked like the set that they used for the promo for season two. Juice.
0: Juice. yeah i bet they (laughs) i I think they just repurposed it i mean why not you got you got it sitting there you gotta sit in there oh and then i didn't use it for season three they better bring it back for season four i'm gonna riot
1: every season after this they better bring it back
0: (laughs) don't change anyway don't change (laughs) this is the scene with the Hoobs mentioned and i realize it's because i wrote Hoobs mentioned in all caps would
1: you like to talk about it
0: yes we basically see that uh so earlier the cops were like we couldn't find the toolbox and mccluskey is now showing up at mike's house bringing back the toolbox and she gives it to him and she's like seems like i did you a favor you know because the cops didn't find it and then I got worried cuz she said the wrench is dirty. Mm-hmm. Which is the murder weapon. And that made me feel very nervous and I think that was the point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is like oh. a murderer in a different way than we already knew.
1: No. I don't think so. If anything, Klusky is.
0: Anyway, <gasps>
1: uh what a We then cut to dinner with Mommy Gloria.
0: Mommy mommy sorry mommy can I? sorry so orson shows up for dinner with mommy he did not know she was gonna be there and he got really really panicked and orson immediately pulls Bree into the kitchen so that they can fight and orson's like i hate this woman please take her away and brie is like you gotta honor your parents which like no. the fifth commandment the fifth commandment oh. says suck your
1: mommy's fucking elbow
0: <laughs> I but love yeah. that so much. So yeah, she's like, I love, I, I love sucking my mommy's elbow. Uh, why don't you? And it's like it makes a lot of sense for Brie because she feels like she's owed so much from Danielle and Andrew, but also like, no Brie, <laughs> shut the fuck up. I don't know, if If I saw my partner talking the way Orson is about his mother and the way he is so distressed, he looks so triggered and upset. I would like mm-hmm. never force my partner to be around someone that made them feel that way. No it's weird and selfish she wants these appearances Brie I'm trying to root for you girl but this this is not a good partner that you're being can I
1: give you something to think about
0: though Uh, put a little put a little put a little bean in my head yeah did
1: you ever think about the fact that um she's still his mother
0: um did you ever think about that I'll I'll
1: chew
0: on that okay cool I'll chew on that anyway
1: yeah let's move on yeah yeah Essentially, she says that she wants out of the retirement home that Orson put her in. Uh, Things escalate. She says the line, I should have smothered you in your crib while I had the chance.
0: And he goes, there's the mother I know.
1: (laughs) Which, what did I say? I said she was evil.
0: Yeah. And Um. so it's like, it's, yeah. Like, he's, I I do kind of like that he gets this moment of like, this is what I was trying to tell you. This is the kind of person she is. Mm Mm-hmm. And we cut from then to go to Susan looking
1: wistfully outside of the window. Julie's doing laundry and they have like this very um sad interaction. Yeah. Where Susan's like, I just don't want like this to end badly for you. And Julie says, listen, you've always trusted me. Why don't you trust me with him? And Susan has the line where she says, relationships have nothing to do with good judgment. You can still get hurt.
0: And when Susan goes to finish the laundry, Julie looks out the window and sees that she was looking at Mike and Edie while she was saying that. So she wasn't actually parenting or caring about Julie's life. She was only thinking about herself. (laughs) (laughs) That's so fucking funny. (laughs) I saw you reacting as you. the audience could not see this, what I could see Ned realizing what joke I was telling like halfway through the joke. And I just saw them start jumping in their chair.
1: <laughs> oh, oofa oh doofa. We now have to cut back to Orson, Brie, and Mommy Haji. Mommy Haji. <laughs> um. Mommy Hodge is being put in a car to be taken back to the home. Uh, Brie gets in the car with her because the driver's like, I
0: gotta go piss. Let's take a little Tinky winky.
1: (laughs) Uh, Poe and... (laughs) uh,
0: Those... What? Teletubbies are gender, okay? Okay, you gotta... (laughs) We gotta focus. It's called
1: bloopers, (laughs) Ned. Brie gets into the car with mother and she's like, Gloria starts stealing
0: the car. That's wild. Wild. I'm not, whoa, whoa. I'm, they're not taking me back there alive. Oh my God. She's so wild. I can't take her anywhere. But then
1: she immediately crashes into a fire hydrant.
0: <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that's 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 basically it. And yeah. And then I think it's a commercial break because then we cut ins- back we kept into the inside. same moment, kind of. Yeah. And and Bree wants to keep her for a wee- few weeks until they can find her a place she can be more happy. And obviously I'm on T. Morrison in this moment because he is trying to set a boundary and he he is totally right to say he has the rights to make whatever boundaries he needs. And I just hate that Brie isn't respecting that. It makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Brie wants to know what happened to make him hate her so much. And he does not want to say. And once again, I think he is fully within his right to, to set whatever boundaries he needs to.
1: Yes, Brie leaves. Here comes Mommy. And we get like this small conversation between Orson and Gloria where she's like, you know that I'm going to stay. Because if I don't stay, I'm going to tell her what really happened. And then she spits in his face. <laughs> she kicks him in the ass. In
0: the ass.
1: And then she walks away like a badass.
0: And he agrees because yeah. he has no other option, really. She she blackmails him into a corner. And she makes him kiss her, which is so, like, mm-hmm. it just feels so deeply gross because this is so Especially... clearly an abusive relationship that, that yeah. they have. And, like it's very interesting as well with them kind of insinuating that Orson has been abusive or has angry tendencies the way he snaps. And so it's like, it seems like they're kind of building this as like a familial thing between this, the Hodge family and it's it's very sad. And yeah. Yeah.
1: It's also that the kiss was terrifying because like she was she knew that Brie was right there. So she's like, come on, let's make a little show.
0: Yeah. Oh God. That's she's, terrifying. I mean, and also she's just so well acted. Like she's so yeah. fucking scary. Cause she's such a good actress. Fucking wild.
1: Okay. And then we cut to Susan running to Gabby, her lover, <laughs> Um yeah. being like, I missed you. <laughs> uh, Gabby tells her that she is done with modeling, <laughs> never going back.
0: They couldn't. A- they couldn't give me a million dollars. I wouldn't go back. They couldn't, they, no, no. That's such a strange short resolution. It is. It. It was a very quick storyline. I guess they just did not know what to do with Gabby. Mm-hmm. This. This episode, because it, it really does start and end all in this one chunk. They didn't even mm-hmm. drag out. Like, I feel like that, like a character possibly leaving, is a huge thing to like maybe m- make a bit of an arc to give it some suspense of like, is Gabby actually gonna leave? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But no, they just they get rid of it. They're like, whatever. Let's just give
1: her something to do.
0: <laughs> and for the next scene, I want to do a content warning. Uh, we're not gonna get super into it, but it will be mentioned. Uh, CSA and pedophilia, because. Mm. Lynette and Parker go over to Art's house to deliver the cake, I believe. Yes. And the door opens on its own, which what the fuck? And Lynette drops off the cake, goes to leave a note. But while she's writing this note, Parker finds a train set that's just like on in this house. And no, it's it's off, but he turns, oh, he turns it, it on. on. Oh, I was like, was this just going like it's fucking Willy Wonka or some shit in here? <laughs> um, <laughs> and he follows the train and it goes into the basement which is no fucking no online. you don't
1: go you don't have a train set that one to a basement you don't have a train set that goes to the basement you could have a train set in, in your basement, basement but if it goes down to your basement i don't know if i trust you
0: no and you don't yeah uh because parker follows it as i'm sure is the point of that and Uh, He finds a basement full of toys and games. It's a kid's paradise. And Lynette follows him down and she's so amazed. And then this episode, which you're right, was kind of a a lighter episode. Mm -hmm. It ends with a fucking gut punch of an ending Mm -hmm. with Lynette going to the corner and seeing a wall of polaroids of young boys, I believe specifically, in bathing suits. Mm -hmm. And it's
1: like in front of like a pool yeah so clearly he gets
0: these photos from his job and uses them for personal reasons and it's just it's fucked up and i you know i'm not gonna spoil anything obviously there will be a this isn't the end of this storyline so this is going to come up uh a little bit more this season uh but like holy shit that they do this shooting episode and then immediately follow it up with a with a episode of with a pedophilia storyline beginning
1: yeah that seems so strange um, I hate this man
0: yeah I want him I, I he, want I, he will die to, by my blade absolutely I want
1: Lynette to murder him I want that to be her next plot line for the season
0: I would also like that to be because I yes if, if not by Lynette's hand mine because I will I will kill all pedophiles on be- this earth yeah because like
1: right after that moment you get the ending monologue there are so many things we wish we could tell the young We'd like to persuade them not to grow up so fast. But they won't listen. We want to tell them that beauty fades. But they refuse to believe it. We warn them that their actions will have consequences. But still, they defy us. Sadly, the young can't begin to understand the world is a dangerous place. So it's up to us to do anything we can to protect them. What if I told you there's a way you can help children? Absolutely anything. Like, there's a shot of Lynette looking across the street and Art is talking to one of the adventure scouts. And, dude if I have like the look on her face is genuinely like I will fucking kill you
0: and she is so fucking right (laughs) she is so valid queen queen you are so valid queen I'd also want to kill this dude because like I like I can't imagine and it's I I think we can talk about it more when the storyline is wrapping like there will be another episode to kind of Do this storyline, right? Um, I think it might make more sense to unpack it once we've seen the whole thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's very interesting the moral dynamics they're trying to set up with Lynette in terms of this man who is a deeply disgusting person. She now knows is also the man that saved her life. And so, like, I think it's interesting the moral quandary they are setting up with Lynette, uh, with with art. I don't know if I if I want it, but it is interesting. And that was this episode.
1: That was this episode.
0: Can you believe we're back on the horse?
1: Oh, we climbed it back
0: on that horse. Here we are. We have been Wisteria Gaze and if you would like to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Wisteria Gaze or on Instagram. Hey, where we just hit 500 followers. Congrats. Whoa. Up. Yeah. <laughs> at Wisteria Gaze underscore as well as our website, wisteriagaze.com Hell yeah. And on that website, you can find links to our
1: merch page. We have some really cool merch Add out new there. new stuff
0: recently. We've been adding some oh. new stuff
1: gotta go check it out <laughs> and you can also find a link to our our discord oh yes for one yes. our discord is great we hang out with people all the time people talk about the show there's a spoilery series discussion that i'm not allowed in They're not allowed in. um yeah so uh go to our website to find those or also and maybe yes <laughs> patreon
0: patreon
1: um so patreon
0: oh it's a great way to support the show it's a great way to support us and i want to say it is pay what you can so whatever amount you donate a month you get everything and also i want to say i don't want to is it okay if i I might hint a little bit we're gonna we're cooking up some stuff Oh, cooking yeah, up some extra episodes, episodes that will be exclusive to our it's patrons. Um, Salt the water. I'm going to give you a little hint, a little possible hint. Of course, of course. I don't know if you all saw, but uh, Terry Hatcher and James Denton, a.k.a. Susan and Mike, are in a new Hallmark movie this year. <gasps> That's your hint, okay? It's a very okay, blatant okay, okay. hint. Okay. But we're cooking up. We're over our little cauldrons for Halloween, and we're cooking up some stuff for the patrons, so... Let's give a shout out to those patrons who are going to be first to see the juicy extra sodies we put out. So,
1: we're going to take the next minute to just shout out our patrons. Thank you, AJ, Annie, Cheryl, Elise, Helena, Liv, Lydia, Nadia, Sarah, and Tom. Thank you so much for being our patrons. You are juicy. I love you. Mwah. Mwah. And if you want to subscribe to our Patreon, which again is pay what you can, you can go to our website or patreon.com slash Wisteria Gaze.
0: We love to see it. It's giving, it's giving Gaze.
1: It's giving reviews. Hopefully, (gasps) (laughs) hopefully, um, I love reviews. You love reviews. Believe it or not, they help people find the show. Uh, And at the end of every episode, we like to pose a question uh, just to get those reduces flowing. Uh, And this week's question should be, what was your best Alberta Froman moment?
0: Froman? Her name's (laughs) Froman. Fuck. I do that every time. (laughs) I know. Yeah. So I already answered earlier that my favorite Alberta moment was her walking her cat in the pink sweater. What was your favorite Alberta moment?
1: My favorite moment was when we got a couples massage. (gasps) I'm so fucking jealous. You got
0: a couples massage with Alberta?
1: Yeah, it was for our anniversary. Be jealous.
0: That's it. I'm yeah, I'm fucking seething with jealousy right now. (laughs) Okay. Good.
1: Good. Good. I'm fucking seething. (laughs) Good. I don't care. (laughs) So when anybody else leaves us a review, (laughs) we were just Susan and (laughs) Edie. Yeah, we were. Uh, leave us a review and tell us what your favorite Alberta moment was. Hell yeah. And if you want to find me, Ned, on any social media, you can go to at Ned Jorts. you can find me, Mackenzie, at Mackenzie Wilkes. Other than that, Mackenzie. Yes? I love you. I love you. Everyone else out there. Everyone Stay
0: juicy. Stay juicy.